When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Big Fish Small Pod. I'm Andrew Werdahl. Today is July 15th. And the big news around the Marlins today, after their walk-off win against the Pirates, is that the Marlins are calling up Max Meyer, the Minnesota Golden Gopher, to make his debut on Saturday. So the Marlins have Sandy Alcantara pitching at 640 today, Friday night, for those of you just getting up, as the Marlins will face the Philadelphia Phillies at home this weekend. So, really what I have to talk about today has nothing to do with Max Meyer. When we're looking at the Marlins attendance issues and that idea that this is a bad market for baseball or whatever it is people want to say. I um, think that all the evidence points to the contrary, Um, that it's not the the worst market, it's actually the uh, worst marketers for baseball. So what am I looking at here? Like I, um, looking at numbers, checking out on baseball reference, the uh, 2022 Miami Marlins attendance has actually increased like 61% year over year from last year's, about like seven and a half thousand per game. This has come after a 77% increase in payroll, which has been like a significant investment into the Marlins team, specifically like the offense, looking at um, Jorge Soler, Abby Garcia, Jacob Stallings. We have had a Marlins team invest in the team and the attendance has come for it. It's the old, like, like if they build it, they will come philosophy played out in the market of Miami and the baseball stadium being the destination for these attendees. It's all so abstract, really. Like, I know it's hard to kind of get into the headspace of uh, these is a business marketing to you as a fan, then they want to sell you that City Connect jersey. They want you to want to buy tickets to tomorrow's game. Uh, They want you to support your team. They want you to tell your friends. They want you to, like, even buy from their sponsors. Like, Forbes had a really interesting article recently talking about the current state of, like, the regional sports networks that baseball is on and how that's actually some of the most like desirable air ad like airtime for 
brands of like quite a few different industries. Certainly, you're like, I mean, you're like gaming, your casino types are definitely getting into baseball more and more. But I think you all, as Marlins fans, know what it is to be giving your attention to this team. There's like an actual something you're giving. Like today, I had the option to stay home and watch the end of the Pirates game, and I went to the beach instead. It's a like a conscious choice. Especially in a great market like Miami, when there are amazing restaurants, beaches, nights out. There's so much that you can do in town without without paying to park and get a ticket and get a expensive beer sometimes except for this weekend because of a promotion with a beer company who also wants you to know about their brand. Something I found fascinating looking back at the Marlins attendance numbers over the years is that there have only been a few times that Marlins attendance has increased by a significant amount year over year. Uh, 97, 2003, 2004, 2012, and 2022. This is the fifth such year in the history of the Marlins organization, and those years are pretty well marked by like success or investment. Like 1997, you have the major success that is a World Series win, and then that was rather squandered, so we don't see any uptick in uh, 98's attendance, but back in 2003, Marlins go to the World Series again, the fans came for that, and they stayed in 2004, came even more that following year. Despite some changes, like uh, the Pudge walking, and despite not really making much of an investment in the team. Certainly like 2005 deserves credit with like Carlos Delgado, but with the way Pudge and Derek Lee went a different way from that 2003 World Series winning team, it's hard to really define those Loria years as investment when really you're going sideways. And then from there, you're looking at the Florida Marlins staunchly refusing to invest in the team until Marlins Park got public funds. And that resulted in that 2012 investment from the Marlins and a 2012 increase in attendance for the Marlins. Certainly very undercut effort. I think you could say that Jeffrey Loria's Marlins, well, 2012 Miami Marlins came from a place of commitment, but not quite a place of devotion. And it hasn't been till this year that the Marlins' attendance has actually increased by a significant amount. What I think we see there is a responsive fan base, like a living, breathing fan base, excited about baseball. And as much as I legitimately think that itself tells the story, going a step further and looking at the rest of Major League Baseball, the Marlins are in the 44th largest city in America. 45th is Oakland, 46th is Minneapolis. Both American League teams. And both like known for their like mid-market stature, but with like distinctly different everything. So like 
The Minnesota Twins have been paying over $100 million in payroll each year since 2017, and the Oakland A's have only had a $100 million payroll once since 2017. Both teams have made the playoffs three times, Oakland dead last in the American League for attendance, Minnesota in that mid-tier of attendance. Did you know they were actually second in the American League? To the New York Yankees in 2011 for attendance, like, overall through the year. And as much as you could say that Minnesota, the Minnesota Twins have something of an advantage over the Marlins, being that they're, like, geographically accessible from four different compass directions, well, the Marlins are pretty much just at the base of Florida there. There's still so many people in the state of Florida. It's the it's the fourth largest state. It has the third most Major League Baseball draftees in the state. It has the ninth largest metropolitan area, including like Fort Lauderdale and the rest of South Florida. And by all means could be, if anything, I think the Marlins are in a market where they need to prove themselves. Myself, I don't live in South Florida. I'm in Central Florida. And today I went to Publix, and they have, like, bags of peanuts at Publix with Major League Baseball team logos. Um, they exclusively had the Atlanta Braves peanuts in Central Florida. The Marlins haven't gotten that, like, large swath of the country to follow them as a team. Which really does make sense with the way that they have historically behaved with their roster. Like, anecdotally, I don't think I really saw baseball clearly until at least 2018, probably from following this team too closely. But it seems like the investment is working for the Marlins, and it seems like investment is what works for the mid-markets, and we know investment is what works at the Los Angeles Dodgers, where they went from about a $100 million payroll in 2011, took on a 20 like a $220 million price tag uh, in a trade with the Boston Red Sox to get Adrian Gonzalez, Carl Crawford, Josh Beckett, and Nick Punto in 2012. And that helped jumpstart the team into this annual playoff contender that we know that both has success and investment on this annual basis. All signs here point to that sort of push. And point two, a market being there if you let it have a chance. So anyhow, that's it for me today, this episode of Big Fish Small Pod. I've been Andrew Werdahl. Again, tonight's game starts at 6.40 Eastern Time. Should you find yourself near the internet, Fish Stripes Live will be airing an hour before first pitch. Check it out. Talk to you next week.